0: of Spring Awakening, Hyma Black, Backstage for Dynasty Podcast, and I am here with James and Paul from Milk and Cookies. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: I am close to blacking out, JK. No, we're awesome. Yeah, we're, we're doing cool. awesome. It's awesome. been a great weekend so far. Yeah, you guys played yesterday, right? Indeed, 7.30 at the Drive stage. Uh, the Drive 10. The Drive yes. 10. Yeah, It yeah. was epic.
0: It was epic. I mean, that's a really great time slot. 7.30, it's like usually you know, like local talent or like talent from Chicago starts at like noon. You yeah. guys
1: were up there. Well, the thing is, um, they didn't expect to have that stage open on that day, so they had to fill it with local talent. Um, fortunately for us, we got a later uh, slot, yeah. which made us look cool. Our, so. our, our manager is uh, one of the people that works closely with the festival, a.k.a. runs the festival, and uh, he was just able to take care of us, you know? Dude, I like it. That's awesome, though. How was the response? How did people, like, dig the set? Uh, it was funny. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, any festival we've played so far, it's been like... because. When, every festival it's like hour by hour there's DJs all over the place so 15 minutes into when, this, when someone starts there's going to be a certain amount of people there. and then 15 minutes in there's going to be way more when we started there's probably like 100 people and then 15 minutes in there's like over a thousand so uh, there's yeah. definitely like probably a few thousand the place is going ham our parents are there yeah, yeah. they were sending us texts like I'm shitting myself <laughs> and, uh, not literally figuratively yeah figuratively yeah. so it went, it went super well It's probably the probably the best that we ever played and and the most like epic moment of our lives as DJs thus far. Yeah. Well, you know, let's get some
0: background. I wanted to get some background on you guys. Like, how long have you been DJing? How'd you get your start? Like, let's
1: get some some of the some of the behind the scenes on Milk and Cookies. All right. Well, we've been playing instruments our whole lives. Um, I'm more of like into the instruments, like playing piano and stuff since we were eight. Our, our mom forces take lessons, so we've always been into music, writing songs, trying to write songs, trying to sing, all that, whatever. We went to a music festival in 2000 eight called Rothbury, which is now known as electric forest as we graduated high school and um, that's when we uh, I mean he the, saw- the, the quick version is I was I thought I was watching bass nectar but I was watching diplo and uh, I was amazed by it and then I actually went through into the mushroom forest and found out who bass nectar was playing at the main stage and it blew my mind that's when I was like all right, I want to start DJing I have been thinking about it for so a year we like uh, 17 17 years, yeah. 17 years old freshman year of uh, University of Illinois I started DJing in the spring of 2009, by myself. That summer, he joined up with me. I used to be called Milkshake by my fraternity brothers, and then uh, when we started making social media pages, we had to pluralize it: Milk and cookies. Let's be Milk and us. Cookies, because I'll do it too. Milk and cookie, or Milkshake and sugar cookies. And then uh, got shortened down to Milk and yeah, Cookies. It was Milkshake and sugar cookies. Yeah. We were like, "This is too weird. Yeah. Let's yeah. Just do Milk and Cookies." But like I said, we've been playing instruments. So, or like I was like rock, ripping piano, trying to write music. So when he started DJing, it kind of all fit together. Like, let's do this together. We've been DJing for four years and uh, producing and making music. Well, we've been making music all our lives, but releasing like amateur to professional music for the past two years. Now we're getting uh, to the point where we're on labels. Yeah, tr- yeah, trying to put out stuff that is like competitive yeah. since like 2011. Um, but uh, yeah, lately, yeah. I don't know, things are. Yeah, yeah, up. There on that yeah that's fun. it. Next question. We run on so hard. So. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But you know, getting to a point.
1: <laughs> getting,
0: yeah, you do. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good, man. Getting to a point where you guys are playing Spring Awakening at, like, 7 o'clock on the first day,
1: two years in, that's pretty That's pretty impressive, right? I, I agree. Obviously, we have a lot of help. Like, we have we an have epic team. Our manager's a beast. We have a lot of people working with us and, like, supporters. Like, our, like, you know, our crew is, like, uh just really like die hard Milton Cookies like let's do this so we put in a lot of work we market ourselves like crazy we are identical twin brothers so that helps a lot but um I th- we I mean it, would be po- it wouldn't be possible without all the people around us yeah. like we have a- our roommate does the video for the whole festival and does our videos our other roommates our tour manager and we have our manager and they have the photo but guy this, and we have all our fucking this person. whole team came together after we started DJing we kind of like put it together as we go so we are as much businessmen as we are um you know music producers and performers there's much credit that we should get for like putting the work in and like making the music like the rest of our fucking team needs it because uh, literally we would not be there be here without them because it's like shit's crazy you need a full it's a full on business operation you know even though it's the entertainment industry and music like it's a straight up business and that's the only way you break in from like the suburbs of Chicago Northwest Palatine the only way you break into the Los Angeles music industry is if you fucking opera as a business with everything that you need you know making music being awesome performers yeah. and having a team marketable blah, blah 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 next question
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're done, we say This we this is killing me man. this is hilarious I love it uh, you know and, and you are you're from Palatine you're from the northern suburbs of Chicago yeah. what is there to do in Palatine or is that why you decided to start becoming DJs to get the fuck out of Palatine no,
1: we, uh, we, we yeah, on the contrary we're some of the only dudes I feel like that. I've met, not only dudes but people in general that really love their hometown we got a group of 10 best friends from back home shout out to the band we call ourselves the band we have a secret face of group <laughs> but that's like our crew. We we grew up in Palatine. We love it. um, We get the, what we. Every time we go back to Palatine, we usually go to Nick's house and we watch on demand HBO. Sorry, we kick it with, like, with, with the homies. Yeah, we literally. go to we go to we go to Original Taco and get masa burritos. <laughs> like, literally, it's it's the definition of the age old saying. Uh, it's it's not, not where you're are, at. Where it's you're at. It's, it's not you where you are. It's who you're with. with, you are, who you're with. with. Yes. Like we have an awesome group of best friends, and Palatine's just a normal ass small town. But of course, it's fucking people that like hate their lives in Palatines because they're just you know they're in a sh- shitty situation like don't have fucking uh, awesome people to be around but we have like the best friends we're, ever yeah, we're, blessed. I, we're blessed we're uh, yeah. blessed and uh with good people yeah we probably love Palatine so much because of who we grew up with I'd rather be in Palatine with our best friends than like out in LA with, with no nowhere, friends yeah. I would I would never not no friends just not with our yeah, like these are living our, our family. <laughs> because yeah. yeah they're normal as hell everyone's down to earth and like that's the way we live our lives so like we're not trying to go to LA and like, you know, start, start going, start going on start going, it, start going it, I'm like, Yay, next, next question. <laughs> quest. <laughs> I feel like there's like a, we need a buzzer. Um, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. a yeah. we're running on. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I was looking at your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> next Every time I have you guys on the podcast, I'm going to bring a buzzer with me. Um,
1: cool.
0: You only need for us, bud. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at your Facebook, and it lists you guys
1: as post-bro. What does that mean to you? Uh, so, post-three meetings. Well, post-bro was just an idea that we came up with because, number one, everyone's always like, I'm house, I'm electric house, I'm trance. So we're like, fuck all these genre-like defining... The first part was this. It was a joke. It was like, there's there's post-UK, post-hardcore, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, right? So, we're like, all right, well, post- Post-crime, yeah. Post-crime yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, like, it's like, what is this shit? We so, don't even know what it means. And we, we literally laugh at it. So, like, all right, let's be post-pro. And then, then there was the, the second meeting was, uh, I mean, when, you, when everyone, like, looks at us and knows us, like, and sees our social media, they do literally think we're just, like, fraternity douchebags. Like There's a giant like, negative connotation against people that are considered bros. Yeah. We are bros, but we hate that because some bros make bad name for... Right. It's just... It it's just the, 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 <laughs> I got Some bros make a bad name for bros. They're assholes. They're dickheads. They're media douchebags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we go to the gym, we wear snapbacks, and we like to wear gold chains, but we're not dumbasses. We're not dumbasses that are me? Yeah, we care so about the world. Good. That was the second meeting where it's like, yes, we're bros, but we are post-bro in like a like, culture sense. Evolutionary, like we're yeah. the next level of bro. Yeah. The cultured bro. Yes, the, the cultured bro. The, the, the one, one bro. that cares about society. Right, right, right. And, okay. and his brother. All right, And the uh, <laughs> the third meeting was, the third meeting was about and our music. Third the third meeting was the music. Oh, the music we yeah. make house music in electro but it's, it's different than everything that's out there It's it, it also ties into the post thing because it's post whatever's out here but what, we, it, what is it we could it? call, us, we We're could not, call we, it post house or post electro but instead we'll just say post, post bro, bro. so bro. it's our, our our personalities our music yeah. and then the whole joke on post bro triple
0: meaning next question yes. next yeah. question <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you um, a couple of uh, about a couple of the tracks you guys have first of all you've got a fucking remix or treatment or, right. or reinterpretation of the theme from Titanic. Yes. yes. No one has that. Yes. It's not like you know everybody has like a remix of like Ellie Goulding's lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one has the theme from Titanic. What's
1: the story behind that? All right. So basically, we made this song called Ghost, and we were really in the zone. Like now we know we need to make dirty drops, and then we'll move from there. So he pulled open our laptop one day, and he just played I the. Was gal- you know, I, was, I stayed up in the middle of the night listening to Nicky Romero tutorial up till 7 a.m. Just put some shit together, and it was like a nice dirty drop. And then he woke had, up, handed yeah. him the laptop, showed me the laptop, and he just played like a little like you know a fucked up unmixed drop but I was like this has super potential which is the drop of Titanic you know <laughs> like no like I don't know whatever it is um, <laughs> obviously it's a more evolved version in the final thing but he showed me this a little sample and uh, I feel like the music cut off um, as I said but whatever uh, so while we're working on it like I'm making chords for the breakdown of the track uh, after the drop because making the drop is the most important part we right. know now Yeah. we know that now um, but so I'm working on and in my head, I'm hearing like, "Yeah, damn!" I feel like Celine Dion's like singing over this thing. We did a bunch of experimenting with her acapella from the theme song. Turns out, the song that we were making was in two keys flatter than the original. So, I accidentally stumbled upon the melody that is her no, vocals. Basically, I, I I took the melody of her vocals and played it in the key of our track. Like, okay. I figured out. You uh, That's Uh, the breakdown uh, Yeah So I played that Like as a lead synth Two keys down Yeah And we kind of just Think We literally just Like this is gonna be The breakdown A giant Titanic The girls will know it As soon as the snare Comes in The second bar Eight eight bars later Everyone will really Recognize it And uh It wasn't supposed To be Titanic But as soon as we Realize we're gonna Incorporate this shit We're gonna call it Titanic Next question
0: Yes (laughs) And and just a quick Follow up to that How does that go over In the crowd Like
1: once you get To that Titanic Uh, drop. That, I mean, people, pretty much shit, like, people shit themselves. Well, because the it's f- crazy because when people are so fucked up, you know, like, they don't really know what's going on, but when you hear those notes, like, a lot of people, they keep saying, oh, they have a Titanic, they have a, a, a Celine Dion remix, but they don't understand that she's not actually singing, it's just the melody. Because they're, they're drunk. Because drunk. <laughs> the melody is, they're drunk. sounds like the vocals almost. Like, right. Because, you are you know, it's high pitch, it's, it's really, really intense it and, like, close. epic. People literally will look at the crowd and for, like, the first, like, 10 seconds, everyone's kind of like, wait, am I really hearing this? And like, it fully hits, and everyone's just like, no way, oh my fucking God, yeah. it's Titanic! I see a lot of, like, people just dancing, or, like, hands up normally, because, like, oh, this sounds cool, it sounds like a nice song that I've heard, or something, and then they, they realize it's, like, the Titanic melody, and then there's, like, tears, and children are being <laughs> born. And joy, and next question. Yes, and, uh, what about the... <laughs> <laughs> what about the Call Me Maybe cover? You guys just like big pop fans or what? I mean, that song was so inescapable. Really? We're, we're huge fans of awesome awesome music. Yeah. And like, and no matter how much people hate it, like, it could be cheesy pop music, whatever. Like, literally, this at, F it. yourself if you immediately hated Call Me Maybe because it is a
0: good production. It's, it's undeniable. It I mean, was that song back. ruled my 2012. Yeah. yeah. Front yeah.
1: to back. It really? ruled our spring yeah. break. 2012. It was, just, it was like, you're a real good banger. If, if you're open minded yeah. and you're like, hey, I, I can listen to like hip hop and w- but guess what, when this song comes on, it makes me want to sing and dance, and so that's why we wanted to fucking rem- But we were like, hey, all these people in our, like, scene and industry, like, fuck this song, we're like, yo, I bet you we could make people like it if we remixed it in a way that was, like, club-friendly, like, here, here's the breakdown of Call Me Maybe, here's the word, sing it, and then it drops, and, you know, I love it, I think it's great. Sick.
0: Um, last question, what's next for you guys? You just played, uh, I think, Summer Camp, you just played Spring Awakening,
1: yeah. you got all these awesome tracks, you done Titanic, what? else is on deck so we are filming a nude film it's five guys, one girl, <laughs> and uh, it comes out at the end of July. It's called The Aristocrats. It's no. called The Aristocrats, <laughs> and it's basically like... No, actually, no, real, real talk. Uh, we're, we're starting to work on uh, remixes for labels, and it, 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 whenever you give it to them, submit a remix for a label, it, get put, it gets put on, put on the label's back burner, and it takes forever to get released. Right. So we have a lot of stuff, like, stocked up that hasn't come out. Um, we're, we're working with an awesome management team. We're trying to do big festivals and Boys. stuff. Boys. Uh, we fucking make music. Yeah, he's 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 get in here. So yeah, we have, we got a last coming out All on uh, hold on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to introduce him. But uh, we have a lot of music that's unreleased coming out labels. We're just trying to make wave doper music and uh, take it to the next level. Our manager's killing it right now. We're trying to make a make a statement in the industry. Right, the we're still low balls, but everyone's starting to know our name a little bit more and we're doing a lot of work with this guy that you guys can't see. But yeah, his name is Hey guys, what's up? What's your Moise. name? Moise. Moise. Moise yeah. He's he's an insanely talented uh, house Music producer from Canada who played at the festival we, on Friday. Yeah, we made music together. LLAP, live long and prosper. We, we, and, uh, got, we, we, uh, we got him. We got him. He got himself booked, but we got we kind of helped get guidelines. him booked onto uh, the festival. So we're homies. He, he played yesterday. He played yesterday, yesterday but we're doing a lot of music with him. You um, can see us together in the future. Yeah, he's we're ever uh, part of the future. We're but trying but to sure. get our. We're trying to get our manager to take him under his wings because not that he needs it, but it'd be sick to be on the same team. Um, and uh, you know, in, we're gonna uh, be doing. A a lot of like punching small children in the face and pushing old people downstairs. And next question. All right, man. Uh, James and Paul, milk
0: and cookies. Thank you guys so much for making time. This was an exhilarating experience talking <laughs> to you guys. I definitely <laughs> want to get you back on the podcast. And like, we're gonna get like a buzzer. We're gonna like, yeah. next time you guys are on, we're
1: gonna do it up. Uh, taser.
0: Yeah, the taser. We'll raise the stakes. Taser in yeah. like
1: uh, maybe like like an, um, an a cow that we can milk like mid thing.
0: Yeah. We're gonna stream it. It's gonna be a big deal. Um, uh, thank yeah. you guys so much for taking the time, man. Awesome yeah, yeah. to see it.
1: We love you, and your podcast is called Dynasty Podcast. Uh, yeah. Dynasty. Dynasty Podcast. This is what we go to bed to, and what we. What's love for make making cookies to? Dynasty Podcast. Holla. We love them. Yeah. And, and margaritas, yeah. yeah. <laughs>